Major titles she's appeared in, Searching, Midnight in the Switchgrass, The Fanatic, Expelled, Papa, Nola Vita, Renee Aranda. There she is. Hey, how are you? Hi, Steve. I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm great, Ren. It's great to see you. It's been way too long, but we've known each other for a long time. I guess that's what we should say. You know, those of us here at Utah, you have been super busy. I mean, I can't believe it. I read something. I think it was in your bio. You've been in over 480 titles. I mean, feature films, shorts, indies, series, videos, commercial. I mean, is that accurate? Yes. Now, that's not just acting. So acting, it's probably been closer to maybe 112 or so. But uh, that's got to be for like picture car work, wardrobe, helping first AD, production-related thing, casting and such. Uh, So that's all all together. Every job I've ever had in film, it's been about 480 or 500 projects. You know, I got to say, you are one of the hardest working people in the industry that I know. I mean, and I, I was telling Katie earlier today, I said, she works so hard and it's, it's paying off and it's going to pay off. I mean, it's really cool to see, I mean, where you started and where you are. How do you keep up with everything? It's difficult. I, uh, for many years, didn't have any kind of personal relationship balance. Um, Mm -hmm. I so tunnel visioned in building a career that I put all of my work before friends and family and it, it did it was very hard to find that balance and I'm still working on that now. So I, I hope that no one ever gets the wrong idea that no matter what your Instagram looks like or Facebook, that you know that everybody's got their issues yep, and yep. it's hard to do. But uh, I just really love what I do and I plan to do it until I drop dead one day. So that's just the whole <laughs> game plan for me. Well, you know, it's kind of fun being a, a you know knowing you as as long as we have, and just to see where you you know kind of where you were when we first met and and where you are and what you're doing. And you know what, I'm going to jump in with the balance in life. You know, when I hear somebody say, well, I have achieved a balance in my life, I want to slap them, you know, because it's not like, true. Yeah, can you please help me? All right. It sounds like you could use some superpower. I'm curious, if you were to be any superhero, who would you be and why? Of a superhero that already exists or have any kind of superpower and be my own hero? Either way, be your own hero with your own superpower. I like that. Uh, So I think I would have some kind of telekinesis or something to move things. Because I'm really lazy (laughs) for the not wanting to like do the dishes or get up or something. So if I could just sit and like have things move around me, that'd be pretty cool. Or maybe if I could like telepathically communicate with bugs or some kind of bacteria and like have them help me with stuff. That'd be great. <laughs> Bugs um, and bacteria. Okay. That's a new one. Like never, technology. <laughs> I've never heard anybody say that. That's great. <laughs> All right. Take us back to the beginning. I'm not even sure I remember the beginning. I, I, I don't remember how many years we've known each other, which doesn't really matter at this point, but take us back. Take, take me and the audience back to pre 480, all these different things you've been involved in. 
How did it start? So I, I always knew that I wanted to be a, an entertainer of some sort because my mother was a singer. So I thought I wanted to be a singer. Uh, I wasn't very good, a little tone deaf. I still love karaoke, but uh, <laughs> I, I also tried out for Flagstaff. If you know, in marching band, they have mm-hmm. those flags. Yeah. So I wanted to do that because my brother had done it and it looked cool. And I auditioned and I didn't make it. So no way. Uh, yeah, I didn't make the team. So my number two choice was drama. Because my sister took it and she said it was fun and easy. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, sure, why not? But I'll make the flag staff, you know, but of course it is. <laughs> so I get stuck in drama. And just, I remember my teacher, her name was uh, Charlene Blea. So she gave us this assignment one day to get up in front of class and have a script and just read this scene. And something just clicked in huh. me. It was the most soulfully fulfilled and connected that I have ever felt in my life. What grade was had- that? I was in junior high, so I was about 12 or 13 or so. Wow. And, and that deep connection then and there. It was amazing. About, I think, I don't remember who wrote it, but it was just reading someone else's words and finding a connection to what this other human being was expressing mm-hmm. and then having that convey and then feeling the audience feel me feel it. Ooh, it was ooh. the crazy interconnectivity moment that I felt. And I just knew from that moment on that this is what I want to do. Wow. That's very cool. Now, I want to pick up on something you just said, because when I see certain people acting, I won't name names at this point, but it's some of them, it's like I watch them and they are that character. They are, they're not playing a part. I mean, in my feeble little imagination here, but it's like, I, I look at them and say, they are that person that they're supposed to be. Some people, you know, I mean, do a great job, but I don't know. Is there a difference between somebody that becomes that person and somebody that is acting the part? There are so many different styles of acting, and Mm -hmm. I I encourage anyone that is interested in acting and studying all of them and finding which pieces work best for them. But I generally, for me, find only when I'm honest and I'm not acting is when I am doing acting best. I think that most actors that are truthful in when they find some kind of parallel, some true relation to it, that's when it's the most believable because they mean it. They mean it when they say it. Ooh, that's that's huge. Give that to us again because I got to chew on that. I mean, that really is huge. I've not heard anybody unpack it that way before. Sure. Um, so the way that I understood it going to uh, the academy that I studied at, they, they gave it to us very simply. They called it paralleling. And when you parallel, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you've lied to yourself so hard you've convinced yourself of it. For example, you, you use each little beat of a moment. Everyone knows what it's like to be sad mm-hmm. or frustrated. And it, it gets mm-hmm. deeper than that. Why are you frustrated? Are you frustrated because you're powerless in the moment? Are you frustrated because this is the 100th time you've said something? You know, something, you know what I mean? So you mm-hmm. start to ask yourself, what situation does this remind me of that I've genuinely gone through? So you're not... For myself, anyway, I'm not approaching it like I'm convincing myself, like, what if I'm being, you know, truly held hostage right now by this evil villain? Instead, I'll think about when was the time I felt like I was arguing with an ex or something and they were being a little bit, they were berating me with something and I felt cornered. Like, I'll put myself back in that kind of situation and remember that feeling. And then I'll use that when I say the line. And that tends to make it come out a little bit more truthfully. Mm. So in a sense, you're saying, if I've heard you um, right, 
that you have this bank maybe of experiences and now you know I'm a professional drummer and I I, I know like you go into a studio and and uh, somebody will say hey I what I need from the drums I need kind of a surfer fill well automatically I think of Beach Boys you know and and it's like early on when I was taking lessons. Um, one of my teachers especially said, just build up this library in your mind and you can pull from that, you know, and, and put, so that's really, I mean, that's the the core of acting then, the same thing. And we act every day of our lives and we always are asking ourselves, what do I want out of this situation and how do I feel about this person or this job or this whatever? And we're all the memories we have in our lives, we use them every day. So for acting, you approach it kind of in a similar way, or I do, is, is similarly. I'll think back on my experiences and how I can use this to then express this idea on the page. That's powerful, Ren. I mean, it really is to think about. I mean, I'm going to watch you and other actors a little differently now because that's powerful when you're, you're grabbing these things. Have you found over the course of time that it's become a little easier to be able to pull that feeling in, pull that experience in the more you do it, or is it always a new game? I think that life is just so beautifully complicated that no matter how much you practice, it, it might get a little easier, mm-hmm. but everything can just feel so new just based on combinations that I don't think I'll ever really get the hang of it. Yeah, but yeah. maybe if if I were to look back ten years and compare now, it would be a little easier to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do have a little bit of a better approach to things, but you know, life is genuinely exciting. That's for sure. Oh, definitely. And every day is an experience, and you're always building on those experiences. Mm-hmm. Let, let me jump ahead to something that I was thinking about earlier today. What's the most difficult part of being an actor? The diff- most difficult aspect of being an actor. I think that most people have a misconception about the industry. They okay. think that they're going to break in and, and be rich and famous or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And that's not usually how it works. It's a really long journey and you have to put in just years and so much hard work and building networks and relationships. Like, we, you know, we go back many, many years and mm-hmm. most people that I've seen pop in here, I've met over many, many years through many different amazing adventures. So I think that the hardest part about being an actor is, is that it's not as simple as yeah. people think that it is. Yeah. So that, many aspects of having the material and the training and the opportunity and, and rising to the occasion when it, when it arises. You know? mm-hmm. Is there a certain attitude that you have to have? I mean, you obviously have an attitude of learning. I'm reminded, I mean, of conversations we've had in the past, and it's coming back to me. Now, you've just got this attitude of you're grabbing, you're learning, you're, the attitude goes with the emotion, too, I guess, at points. You, when you're coming into a certain part, you may need an attitude that goes with that emotion. Right. I think that um, attitude-wise, a lot of actors, they're, they're really, they believe in what they can do, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. But unless you understand and respect the whole process of filmmaking and realize that the actor, you know, is one of the most replaceable parts of a movie in oh, all honesty. Okay. Okay. No, that's <laughs> good. Know? That's and, good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 
they're they're just one tiny part of such a huge effort on the mm-hmm. most part. Now, not to say that a movie is not great without a great cast, but sure, sure. Only when they really know their place in the whole ecosystem of film, that's when it really matters. So I think that approaching it like, what can I do to understand my place better, will mm-hmm. only help in their journey. Well, and you can speak with authority from that, at least from my perspective, because you've done so many different things. Uh, you know, I mean, just uh, this plethora of different parts that help to put a film, a commercial, whatever. And many of these things, I, didn't you say what, about 120 or so from the 480 was, was actually on film and the rest was all, I'm going to say right. uh, BTS behind the scenes. Kind of, is that, did I catch that correctly? Correct. Yeah. When I first started in, in professional film, it was because I bought a camera, actually. I, I asked people if I could take pictures for free for them. I was like, hey, let me on your set. I'll do BTS behind the scenes photos. Yeah, yeah. And I just got onto a bunch of sets and took pictures and slowly started to learn a little bit about it, offered mm-hmm. to help and help you set up the chairs that got me into PAing. And then I just would add people on social media. And then from learning and watching I ended up getting invited to um, work with one woman because she saw what I was posting. Sure. She was the one that invited me in to like, hey, can you line produce? And I was like, yeah, sure, I can line <laughs> produce. And then I had to go home and be like, what's a line producer? <laughs> I was going to ask you that. It's, you said yeah, that's agree. something I would say, oh, of course I can do it. Yeah, 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 you know. yeah, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. And then I realized that it was budgeting. And I swore I'd never use math, but boy, was I wrong about that back in high school. So it was budgeting for film, and that taught me a lot about everything. So I I do recommend that every actor try everything. Try to PA for starters. Just get on set, volunteer, help your friends. Sure. Just get out there and make connections and learn. And so was it like an internship type things, or just volunteering, just say, hey, I'm available, can I help? Uh, With the, the camera? Well, with the cameras or any of the things you've done, did you ever, were you ever at a point where you were interning? Sometimes if I have a friend that I really believe in, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll offer to help them. Okay. Um, when I first started, I did need a lot of experience, and so I was offering to help a lot for free. But when I was line producing, that was paid, and that oh, job cool. definitely deserves cool. to be paid for all of the stress that comes with that kind of thing. So I think after you do kind of pay your dues, you just have to use your best judgment and discernment in are you investing in – this relationship with this person because you, you, you know that they're going to help you out too and you help each other out mm-hmm. or are they taking advantage of you, which did happen to me for many years. And Ooh. I do want to warn people about that, that they know that people are hungry for opportunities yeah. and they will look for those people first because it saves them money. And of course, production, it's expensive. And I completely understand because I have produced that sometimes you don't have $5 million to make a project and you just have, you know, you want 40 people in a scene, but you can only give them 50 bucks and it it adds up. So I completely understand, but it is after a while, you should let people know like, Hey, we're friends. I'll come through for you. Sure. And then other times if you don't really know them, ask yourself, well, do I have nothing else to do? If you Mm -hmm. don't have anything else to do, why not go for it? See what it's about. Just make sure that they don't make a habit out of it or whatever. Yeah. Um, One more connection, one more experience, you know? So now are you still doing casting? I am. Yeah. Okay. And now you know that both for me and for Katie, you gave us one of the first opportunities for being an extra in a film. Did you know that? 
Um, I, it was probably actually, and I think she's here, Renee Garcia. So she and I worked together a lot and that cosmic light project yes, that's uh, what it was. That she was, was her project and she had me casting associate for her. Uh, okay. So that I, I had forgotten about Renee. That's very cool. No, that was so fun. You know, I mean, it, it, and I got bit by the bug a little bit, you know, and I've done a few other things. I want to do more, but I've done a few other things, but it was funny when I was talking to Katie, uh, a couple of days ago, and she said, "I just want to remind you know, make sure she remembers because that's kind of we kind of got our start with her, you know, doing things. So and it's it's been a fun experience. Oh, there's so many people that had to do with with a lot of it, mm-hmm. but particularly Renee Garcia, David Hill. Um, those people just were are one of the, the hardest workers that I know mm-hmm. out there. And will hustle and are smart and kind, and that's like yeah. really important <laughs> that they." They care about people. They, they're caring about their businesses, and they care about the craft, and that really goes a long way. Oh, and, and that also makes you, as an actor, want to work with them. Right. You know, I love how you've woven some things in here. I was just thinking about one of the extra roles I did, and, and, and people have no clue, even the time frame. I remember, I think, our the first day, the call time was 6, and we, mm-hmm. we left at midnight, you know, and you do this, and I'm okay. Okay, Steve, walk in. Okay, now take that jacket off. Okay, now put this hat on. Now we want you to sit here. No, 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 no. You get it. And and then the next day, I think it was call time was at noon, I guess, and we didn't leave till I don't know. You know, and a lot of it, you know, way better than I do. It's just standing around. They call it hurry up and wait. And wait, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth, right? Uh-huh. That's it. But it. It is fun. You get to meet a lot of cool people. And, you know, it's just kind of fun to see how they, you know, have you in different places. And one project I did, I played a, a cop, interesting, an Irish cop. I'm Italian. I don't know how that happened, you know. <laughs> but the director said, hey, we'd like you to be in this, do this other thing, but we can't use you. And I said, no, no, you can use me. And he goes, no, we can't use you. I said, why? And they said, because you're too recognizable. What you did as the cop, they're not going to buy you in the same, you know, film mm-hmm. as this other personality. So there's, there's so many nuances and, and, but I love the hurry up and wait because it isn't what people, you know, but it, it is fun when you can be part of something like this. And when you can see yourself on the screen, I remember going to a premiere of it and the guy sitting next to me goes, that's, that's you, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. But you're sitting here. I said, yeah, that's you. So you must get that a lot. You know, see yourself on the screen. I mean, that is so cool. I mean, it really is. Do you have a favorite part or can I assume that the acting is your favorite part with producing and everything else that you do? Am I close to being accurate on that? Yeah. So I, I love film and I, I will do whatever I can to be a part of it if I don't have anything else going on that day, but I do love acting and it is my goal to start to peel back a little bit from doing any of the other stuff so that mm-hmm. I can just do the stuff that really just brings me joy and that I feel the most connection to. Mm. Uh, I feel like my, my body was built to do that, mm. uh, to be kind of a vessel for storytelling. And I know I, I can do the other stuff, and as long as it pays the bills, I will. But I just really just love losing myself in, in words and mm. conveying them and expressing them and having it reach other people. Well, it's so cool uh, to use the phrase storytelling. Because that puts a whole different angle, I think, at least for me on acting. You really are storytelling. It's not the glam. It's not the elite. It's not you're telling a story and you want the audience to buy into that story. 
right? To connect to it and be inspired or learn from it, start asking themselves how they feel about it. And mm -hmm. as long as people are doing that, then that's, that's the point for me of why. Rand, what other advice would you, I mean, you've given a whole, I mean, this is like a, this has been like a workshop on acting, which is great. <laughs> so and I'm glad it'll be on Instagram TV because people can check it out. But what other nuggets of advice would you give to somebody that's, that's sitting out there, they're listening to our convo and they're saying, oh, I, I was made to do it, but are there some other things that you would say, these are a must if you're even going to think about it? I think that um, it's important to know why you want to do it, first oh, of all. Okay. Um, and then once you have wrestled with that and you determine, yes, I do want to do this, then don't wait for anybody to give you opportunities. Don't just wait by the phone and don't, you know, blast out and then just sit there and hope, cross your fingers. I mean, it's good to do those things, mm -hmm. but also in the meantime, create your own content, learn about marketing, how to treat yourself as the brand or the product. Okay. You can go out and meet people that, that share common interests, um, find any kind of job on set. And definitely you're, you're just prepare to spend a lot of money on tools for yourself, being your headshots, your resume, um, materials that you're going to be printing mm -hmm. out, and preparing those things. And then also your training. And that's wow. the hardest part that a lot of actors think that they don't need, but it goes a long way. Um, and it's especially important if you're going to be auditioning a lot because you have to walk in the room and own it and be that character that they're looking ooh, for. Ooh. It's the most personal impersonal thing to be interesting you know, yeah so you have to know that like you can't be nervous and you've got to just show them who you are with these words so they can see see you but if you're nervous mm -hmm. and you can't get through the lines or it's not memorized then all the casting director is going to see is that you're fumbling and you're stressed and then they don't know who you Ooh. are and they don't know that you are or not the character that they're trying to book Intra that's fascinating. It's it's I've never I haven't gotten to that point yet. Hopefully someday I will where I'm auditioning for a part. It's just been extra stuff, which has been very cool. But that resonates so much in if you're not believable, I can see I mean, if they, somebody's looking at you going, I'm sorry. And I guess they, even if they didn't mess up on the lines, if they haven't become that person, that character, do you have certain characters that you'd like to play more than others? Um, I think that I really like, well, the weirdest character I ever played was an acid trip rabbit <laughs> in, uh, Debbie and Doug drop acid in the desert was a really fun project. And I played, they, they put this prosthetic stuff on me to make me look like a rabbit. So yeah. that was really cool just because it was just so out there. Yeah. And that was fun to play like a figment of someone's imagination. But I think generally I like to play the roles that really challenge me and make me ask questions about how I feel about the situation. Mm. So a lot of those will be the tortured souls or what mm. have you, the villainous characters or the, the you know, whatever, just because I, it's, it's hard to justify some of those actions. Yeah. Sometimes. And if, but you really do have to understand that it's coming from a place of pain. And I feel like mm. those roles actually make me more compassionate huh. because it, it forces me to think about what would cause someone to say something like this Ooh. or, Ooh. And then I think more about everybody when they're angry or they're upset. If I hear someone snap, then I'm, I'm able to kind of in a moment think about, oh, I know that feeling. 
and it makes me react less to them in those moments. Uh, interesting. This just popped into my mind. Are there, as you're saying this, are there rudiments? For example, as a drummer, we have rudiments that we practice, you know, different strokes and, and different beats and, and, you know, everything from Latin to rock to punk to metal to whatever, you know, those are things that you got a woodshed on you because that's, what's going to make you. Are there things like that for actors? I think so. And I think it, a lot of it has to do with your mental health that you make sure that you are healthy and exercised and well-rested and that you are trying to balance your life. Mm -hmm. um, because if you are stressed out and rushing, you know, you might bomb an audition because you were just, you know, you were late or you didn't have this prepared or whatever it might be. So keeping yourself just stable as much as possible to then show up for the work when it's there. It, it makes you more flexible when you are having to act, but sure. there are a lot of like warm-ups you can do. I think extra work even is great. And I will never turn down extra work. I, I can't believe that some actors think that it's beneath them or something because you're I've getting to be on set. It's the cool thing. I get so nerdy about it. Just, I'm on set right now. You're making a movie guys. Like I love it. <laughs> So I'm I a big nerd that, just like you, okay? Because it's the same thing when I get on the set. It's like, oh, this is cool. This is so cool, you know? Yeah, so and I'm I, this guy standing in the corner, you know? But but that's right. okay. No, I because well, there are millions of people out here that are talented, you know, that yeah. deserve the role for sure. But yeah. I mean, if you had to choose between going home and sitting on the couch doing nothing or being on a movie set, like, you know, why why wouldn't you go do that? <laughs> You're reading my mind, Ryan. Absolutely. No, I, it, it is. It is the coolest thing. I mean, it, it really is. And I've been blessed. Because I haven't done it anywhere near as much as I want to. But to be able to do some, it's just, you know, I don't know. That I can't imagine saying no, you know, but I, I'm not at that level anyway. Probably never would be. But all right, this month is National Anti-Bullying Month. Have you been bullied either when you were younger or in your career. Yes. And how did you handle that? What was the situation, if you can talk about it? So I grew up very, very skinny. Um, I got called a bag of bones, uh, anorexic. Even people would, just a number of years ago, would, would tell me that they thought I was bulimic or something. Just things that just I... Ooh. I you know, it's, it's kind of hurtful to think, wow, just because I, I am this way and I... Yeah. I exercise and I go on walks and I try to take care of myself that people would think that. And then I got called flipper feet because I've got pretty big feet. <laughs> Things like that. Um, people are sometimes pretty mean. Yep. Uh, and then being a woman, actually. Uh, a really? Lot working in film, it's a lot better now. But when I first started, it was predominantly men on set, especially mm. working for crew and stuff. And so people... Mm -hmm. They had a really hard time taking me seriously, especially when I was in like a position of authority. It was just really difficult. Wow. You know, I, I guess it goes back to me with the golden rule of treat others the way you want to be treated. I, I don't, I just can't. And I guess to my first, the first uh, drum teacher I took private lessons from was real big on learning. And I continue to be, and he said, you know, learn something from everybody. And I'm constantly doing that. So how did you handle that? Did you just kind of let it go? Okay, you know, I consider the source. I'm going to move on. Did it impact you even briefly? And, and how did you move forward? 
when I was younger, the way I used to deal with it was writing poetry. So, really? Yeah, I would just take my anger and I would write it. I had either diaries or poetries that I'd write, stories I would kind of turn the huh. that hurt me into characters in the story. Or, you know, I just, I tried to find a, a healthy channel and I was very lucky that my parents showed me that that was a possible way to deal with it. Wow, that's huge. That Do you still have that poetry? I do. There's somewhere in the closet. There's many, many books I have to go through and organize. Hmm. But now it's more of uh, what I'd mentioned before that I, I try to remember what it feels to, to feel pain. And mm -hmm. I know what that feels like to, to be afraid and frustrated. And just anytime someone, you know, you know, lays on the horn too long when I'm driving or something, I'll just think to myself, I'm really sorry for whatever day they are absolutely having right now. <laughs> And I hope great attitude. It's a little easier, you know. Yeah, no, great attitude. And and you keep coming back to something which I think is is awesome. It's like here, there's this experience, and I'm going to use this experience. And this may have been negative, but I'm going to spin it. And it's not some kind of la la land, you know. Oh, I mean, it's pragmatic. It's practical. It's um, a tool in your toolbox. That is so cool. And and the heart of an actor. You know, it's, um, I haven't had this conversation with an actor before. I have friends that are actors, but we've never had this kind of conversation. So I appreciate it very much. It's, it's been a, it's been a great learning experience for me. And it's um, different for everybody. Everyone mm -hmm. is going to be so individual and unique. And so it's, it's a kind of a blessing and a curse. It's a curse because there's no rule book really to yeah, yeah. fear or this method to acting well. But at the same time, it's a blessing because you only you can kind of find your own way that's going to Yeah, work. and you own it. You know, you own that story, right. which is amazing. I mean, it really, uh, you know what? We're going to have to have you come back on because I can see we've got more to talk about. It's just, it's so cool to catch up with you and just see, you know, how your career continues to grow. And, and I know it will. What, before I forget this, how can people follow you? Where's the best place to do that and kind of keep up on your career? Sure. Um, so I try to post on social media. So you can either find me here on Instagram or I have uh, Twitter, although that I tend to use a little bit more politically charged stuff. So if people want to avoid that, just avoid the Twitter. Uh, <laughs> well, um, I've got a page that I don't post as much there. So probably Instagram is probably Instagram. Um, open about what I'm working on career. Okay. And I do have a TikTok, but I, I post my cats mostly on that one. So <laughs> I like check that one out. So on Instagram, is it? It's the, the A Aranda. Okay. So it's T H E R E N E A R A N D A. It looks like they're near and A yeah. or something like that, but it's the <laughs> and Renee Aranda. Before we say goodbye, any new big project coming up that you can? I know you can't. We got to be careful of you know spoiler and all that kind of any anything you can say about something you're working on that you're stoked about. Sure. So I've got two movies coming up that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, some people might know uh, King Batch, Andrew Batchelor. Uh, he's doing a short film, and I am a cast member in that. And then oh, nice. another project called Fly. That's a feature film, and it's with some very dear filmmaker friends of mine. And it's one of the it was one of the most fun film shoots that I've been a part of. Just everybody cared so much about what they were doing. And it's beautifully shot, and I'm really excited. And I also have a funny bit in that one that I can't wait to. <laughs> we will look for that and make sure we check that out. 
Rand, thanks. It's great to have a conversation with you and catch up a little bit. We appreciate you and, and uh, you know, you're a, just a great friend of ours. And, and even though we haven't talked for a long time, so we'll have, we definitely have to do this again when your schedule permits and, and uh, we can continue the conversation and keep us informed. You know, something special comes up, you know how to get a hold of me. So, uh, let us know because we'll pull you on. And, you know, even if it's for a couple of minutes, hey, guess what I'm doing? You know, that's so cool. So anyway, thanks for uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule because I know you are busy. So we'll see you soon. Yeah, I'll see you soon, Steve. Take care. This is Talk Radio. 